What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Deer Gear Podcast. I am your host, Cameron Durr, and on today's episode, I am joined by Austin Cantola of Genesis 3D Printing. Austin makes some really great mobile hunting solutions with a 3D printer, and he has a ton of weight-saving products and products that will make your mobile hunting system a lot more efficient. So it's a really great conversation. Before we jump into that, I want to announce the Stealth Strip giveaway winner, Show Me Shed. Still haven't heard back from you. You won the Stealth Strips for the climbing sticks. And Noah Harnett. Noah is going to be the winner of the Stealth Strip Stealth Strips for the tree stand package. So Noah, shoot me a message and I will get you those Stealth Strips. So thanks for tuning in everyone. Let's get into today's conversation. All right, guys, I am back in the saddle with the Deer Gear podcast, and today I'm joined by Austin from Genesis 3D Printing. I want to thank you for taking some time out of your day to sit down with me. How's it going, man? Absolutely. It's going uh, pretty good. Can I complain? For those who don't know or aren't familiar with you, just give a quick background. Okay. My name is Austin Cantola. I started a company called Genesis 3D Printing back in early 2020, right before COVID hit. So the company I started, Genesis 3D Printing, is focused on coming up with different designs, products that kind of add on to existing gear that people have in their system or just fine-tune people's mobile hunting system. So we, we have various uh, different pieces of equipment that we design and 3D print for guys and whatnot. So that's probably the quickest way to summarize what we do in a, in a nutshell. Sure. What's your, uh, what's your day job? So my day job is I'm a process engineer at a company called Gentex Corporation. What we do is we make mirrors for vehicles that dim or auto dim instead of you hitting a flipper on the, your inside mirror, it will automatically dim based on if somebody's driving behind you. We do a bunch of other stuff too, but that's probably the primary thing, primarily thing that make and sell. So I'm a Process engineer, I work on different pieces of equipment that we use for automation and building these mirrors and whatnot. So I'm more focused on like the data side of things, but there is some design work that goes into some of my day-to-day activities and whatnot. So that kind of ties into what you're doing with the 3D printed stuff, engineering. What was the first product you designed and why did you design it? The very first product I designed was our figure eighters. They're, uh, I call them a figure curator based on the shape, but they're basically a Prusik or hitch style tender system. I designed it just because of the fact that I was cheap. Didn't want to spend money on like a mechanical Prusik, like a ropeman or a conduct. I was first getting into saddle hunting and anybody who's ever jumped into saddle hunting or even mobile hunting, the price tag is pretty steep usually. So looking for ways to cut costs. And I ran across a video on a social media of a guy using like paracord or something. I was like, you know what? I think I could just make something. So I started designing something and 3D printed it. And I shared it on social media and guys, it was before I even started my business and guys loved it. Guys were asking me to sell it to them and all this stuff. And I was like, I was not expecting that. So that was like the start of it. Yeah. It's just a simple device that moves your prusik hitch or swabish distal hitch up your rope. So when you're climbing with your lineman's rope on there or even your tether, but you see it more shine more as a lineman's rope device. Yeah, that was the very first thing we did and just took off, it seemed like. 
Yeah, it's your guys' uh, website. There are tons and tons of different products and designs that kind of mobile hunter solutions, I would call them. What was the, once you made that product, what was the vision for Genesis 3D? What did you imagine happening next? And has your vision come to life or has it gone a different route? Yeah, I think the vision for Genesis stuff was just to help guys come up with different creative things that aren't already out there to aiding guys' system. So my initial vision was just to, I don't know, come up with cool things that would help guys get uh, a cleaner system and just more functional, cheaper system than having to spend a bunch of money. Now what it's turned into is an animal, <laughs> to be honest with you. It's busy. It's a great problem to have. It's it's a lot more than I expected. The small business doesn't feel so small anymore. Uh, my my wife pretty much runs, and I tell this to anybody because she's an animal. It's my wife and I that run the business. I work at my day job, and she stays at home and runs her business and my business. And wow. and she is she's working on crazy hours, and so am I. But. The amount of work she puts into Genesis stuff, she does the fulfillment of orders, she does like the printers, she manages like getting parts out the printer, starting new parts, um, printing and whatnot, and cleaning parts. It's just, yeah. So the vision now has turned into something of, okay, we've made a bunch of different products that are very unique and can help each individual guy, but how do we guess scale this in a factor that potentially could get us to a point where we're pretty happy with where the business is and it's more of something we we can rely on for like an income and stuff we're big dave ramsey people too so part of the vision too with that whole initial startup is get get the debt out of the picture and move forward with that too yeah cool i've been i've been using your products for a little while and one of the things that i was most excited about what when you released it was the tether bow hanger i can't i can't speak any higher on something like a bow hanger for a saddle hunter, got to be the best option on the market. Come up with, or talk about how you came up with that. Yeah, it's crazy because you look at that product and it's it's awesome, but it's so simple. So simple. There's not much to it. Yeah, so when I was working on that product, I didn't actually have anybody ask for it. So a lot of the design concepts, people like have a problem. So they'll come to me and say, hey, I need a solution for this. And then I usually brainstorm a solution for it. With that one, it wasn't really something that I was like getting asked to, hey, I want a bow hanger that goes, I think Adam from the Bowhunter Chronicles was the only guy that asked me about it when I was working on the design. I'm like, I'm actually working on something for that. But yeah, it was just like a simplicity of, okay, not a lot of guys carry backpacks out in the woods and not, and they don't bring a bunch of gear with them. So they just need a simple bow hanger that goes on an existing piece of equipment and whatnot so it was a pretty simple thing yeah, it wasn't really anything that that's just not one of the craziest products that it, it came about and it happened fast and it worked really well yeah i love it that along with the tether assist hook i don't use it for its main purpose i think you designed that more for one stickers to grab that and move your tether up i just use it as another accessory hook i hang my mm-hmm. quiver i hang my quiver from it one thing that i learned the hard way was i probably shouldn't hang my pack from it. I use that, the Bundy's <laughs> system and it does lock the tether in place enough to hold your bow, but I put my pack on it one time and that took the weight off the tether and phew, bow fell to the ground and it was a, it was a mess, but oh yeah, that, yeah, that pro what I love about what you are offering is the solution when you're 
trying to have an efficient, quiet setup as a mobile hunter, there's a lot of things, there's a lot of cut corners and you try to get away with things. And one of the biggest problems a lot of people have is the way their stick stack. And you have a bunch of different options for people that are maybe looking to stack their sticks a little bit cleaner. So why don't we talk a little bit about how those products come about? Yeah. So I think how I've approached like the business of what we're doing for different products is I haven't really looked for like a product that's like a home run. Like it's going to reach every different customer. Like I have those obviously like our gear hanger system and there's just little products here and they're like the figure eighters and stuff and the bun easies. But a lot of our products are very niche guys who run certain platforms or certain sticks have really benefited from us because we come up with unique designs for specific products. So how I've approached those products is I'll buy a set of sticks. I used to get them, like people used to send them to me because they trusted me enough to make something for them back when I started because I didn't have the money to buy all these things because they're not cheap. So I'd get them and I just try them out and play around with them and see okay, what do I like about these sticks? What do I, what do I don't, what would I want different if I had an option or what accessory could make these even better? So it's like an approach I've taken with any product that I design is like, I first just get them in my hands. Don't really judge them right away. Just play around with them, climb with them and just walk with them and see like, what's something that could make these even better. So a good example of that is like the lone wolf custom your double steps. A lot of guys really like those steps or sticks packed down enough and, and weigh relatively, I think they're right under that 200 or two pound mark. They're like the 1.5, 1.75. So really good sticks. And one thing I noticed right away is, man, you could create a system that is like a quiver in a sense that would clip them all together, hold them, and then keep them all in a bundle as you climb. And then you can just pop them off as you climb. So uh, I designed a clip for that and it, different variations of it can hold like three to four sticks. And then I noticed that there was an opportunity to create a system that would bolt them onto a stand very quickly and easily. I call them the stick mule design because they're kind of like a pack mule. I, I actually initially would ask people on social media, what would you name this product if you had a choice? And whoever names it gets something from it. Because I'm was, i horrible with words. I'm an engineer. I'd rather <laughs> deal in numbers and find like things that are exact in a sense. And so it's called stick mule clip and guys can if they run the 0.5 stand or the 1.0 stand from global custom gear they can literally take these doubles and put it bolt them onto the main like frame or the post on the the tree stand so i don't know it's it's one of those things like i keep i get stuff and i'm just like i play around with it and say what would i want out of this system if i was going to run it so and that's and there's other various different products too that i've played around with i'm like oh that that would this would serve that purpose kind of thing yeah, there's just a, a lot of a lot of solution, a lot of helping guys be more efficient. And it takes the frustration out of having a light setup, so to speak. I ran those less the custom mm-hmm. gear doubles and there wasn't a great way to keep them together. They stacked down really nice, mm-hmm. but keeping them packed together, there wasn't really a great way. I actually never I never used them. I didn't use them long enough to like use that stick mule, but that would have been a really easy solution to that. I ended up just using my amp steel ropes and just wrapping around a bunch of times and it Mm -hmm. worked. It worked, but yeah, that, that product is really exciting. What else, what would you say is your most popular top three, most popular 
options? I would say number one is a bow hanger. We we did that was the second product we designed was our XL standard bow hangers. Everybody needs a bow hanger. You look at it, if you're a hunter, you need some way to hang your bow or your gear in a sense. So our bow hanger gear hanger, stuff like that. It's probably number one, I would say, just because it hits everybody. Everybody needs an option for that. And our bow hanger is less than two, two ounce pivots on a pin. That's just a dowel pin in there and can fold up and fit into your pocket and you don't even know what's there. So you you mentioned like the tether bow hanger. This bow hanger is a little bit different. It can use, be used on like Anseal, like gear hanger, daisy chain kind of concept. It can be used on paracord. It can be used on a strap kind of system. It can be used on the tethered hip strap. I think it's called the hip strap. I always screw that stuff up. They always have these acronyms I can never remember. But yeah, so it was a bow hanger that was designed for pretty much any style gear hanger system. Because before I before I created my gear hanger system with my own strap, I didn't have anything out there. So I was trying to reach anybody that was out there. So great, it was a great bow, bow hanger. Still is. You guys love it. I haven't heard any negativity about it actually which is surprising because there's always somebody that has something negative to say that that system is probably number one i would think number two is our platform hangers and it's a pretty simple design took me a while to figure it out but it's just a little j shape or yeah j shape i would say plastic piece and there's a channel that is specifically designed for each different platform basically you rotate your platform into the bottom of the channel and once it's rotated and like the weight of it sits down like with gravity it locks into there because there's a little shelf there that kind of locks it. This is just a simple way for guys to either put their platform on their backpack really quick or on the back of the saddle as they climb and then easily detach it without you having to unclip like a carabiner or try to fiddle with paracord sliding out of a hook. It's just a really easy system where you can just reach back, grab your platform, tilt it or rotate it and then pull it right out. It's just, I don't know, it's just a clean system. And that's what I've found that I really like about my setup is I just, I want it to be simple and it works and I don't have to think about it too much when I get out in the woods. Cause when I'm in the woods, I'm focused on, okay, what tree am I going to set up in? Where are the deer going to be coming from? All the stuff that goes on with hunting. I don't want to have to think about gear as much as we think about gear. <laughs> I want that to be the last thing I think about when I hit the field. So yeah. Yeah. So that, yeah, that, that's probably number two for me. That uh, that's a question I get almost daily is how are you attaching your platform? And how, when you're climbing up, how are you taking your platform up the tree? Or when you're coming down, how are you taking your platform off the tree? And that's always my answer. Check out the Genesis 3D platform hanger. Mm-hmm. It's super simple. Uh, you can keep it, on, like you said, you can keep it on your saddle. You can hook it on your pack, which is how I use it. It just takes the, like the get the uh, fuss factor out of the equation. Before I was using, I run the Sitka tool belt. And before I was cl- using the clips that are on the back of the hamper and you'd have to reach behind and unclip it and try to like do some funky maneuvering to unclip it. And now I just have that platform hanger in a spot that I can just reach it. Like you said, lift up and my platforms in my hand. And when I go to climb down, I think that's, that was more people's problems that the questions like, how are you getting it? down the tree that was people's Mm -hmm. problems like clipping it back in the hamper was an issue so this is a great solution to anyone having that problem i know there's probably 15 people in my instagram dms right now that have asked me that question so if you're listening to this there's your solution here's your answer yeah so one thing i wanted to talk about we did we did an episode of what we call gear or gadget on our youtube channel recently and what we do is we all bring in 
a product that we're either really happy with or we're not so happy with. And we talk about the shortcomings and it's just like a hybrid review of something that we want people to know about. And I brought in the tether bow hanger as one of my gear items. And one of the questions we got a lot about Genesis 3D as a whole was like durability and the printing process and the materials. And I'm not an engineer mm -hmm. and I didn't have the answer. So I'm going to I'm going to pass that question along to you to talk about the printing process. You don't have to give out any secrets, but talk about the <laughs> durability and maybe why you choose the material that you're printing on. And yeah, whatever you think is necessary for people to know on that standpoint, because it's, it is a, a plastic printed piece of gear and you're trusting an expensive mm -hmm. um, investment to those items that you're offering. So I'll let you tackle that question. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned that video that you did on YouTube. I actually watched that. And Tony, the guy that you did it with, gave me a heads up on that. Thank you for touching base on our product. But I would say what we've found through testing and understanding the mechanical properties of the various different materials that we've tried and looked into, this just goes with my background. The materials that we use primarily are ABS, plastic, which is what you find like Legos are made out of it. All of, pretty much all the plastic components that you'll see in your car are either ABS or a very similar material to ABS. We use ASA, which is the same thing as ABS, but it has a little bit more UV resistant properties. So we use that too. And then the last one that we use, majority of our products are using a material called PETG. The probably the most simple example that I've found that guys can understand is water bottles are made out of this material. So this is a very, it's a denser material. It's a little bit easier for us to print with. The cleaning time is a little bit easier. ABS is a little bit more tried and true material that you'll see pretty much everywhere. But PETG is very similar from a mechanical properties. UV resistant is way up there for that one. Very impact resistant, stuff like that. I won't bore you with all the mechanical properties, but those are the proper, the materials that we choose. And the reason why we choose them is the one that has to handle being outside. So it has to handle the harsh conditions of Michigan, Minnesota, Wisconsin winters. Like it gets down below zero. It's freezing cold out. So it has to handle that. It has to handle the high heat. So when you're in the early season or if you're down south and you're over, you're hunting in temperatures, which I, I can't imagine doing this, but hunting in 90 degrees, or even to be honest with you, if you throw my gear in your tote in your car and you let it sit and it's a well above 120 degrees because all that heat is trapped in there. You want a material that's not going to warp. So we found that there's materials that you don't want to use. Like we, we don't use materials like PLA. PLA is basically a material that's made out of corn or sugar. It is very easy to use, very easy to print with, but it does not handle being outside, does not handle high heat, high, like really cold environment, very sensitive to moisture. And that's one thing that we found with the materials that we use. Moisture is a big thing because we're in a tree, it's raining, it's snowing. It's very resistant to that. But with 3D printing, like any other process, it's not perfect. So we're not claiming that our our defect rate or the parts that we send out are going to be 100% perfect because mistakes happen. But we do have a pretty good warranty plan for plastic parts. So up to a year will cover no matter what you throw at it in the field. Obviously, there's certain situations where I just ran over this with a bulldozer or whatever. We probably will we'll probably work with it just because why the heck would you do that? But yeah, but that's what we found through testing different materials. 
And what you, you'll find as 3D printing gets bigger and bigger is there's going to be more materials coming out left and right uh, that guys are going to be trying and playing around with that are going to be really suited for what we're looking for too. Yeah, that that's uh, I want to touch on that warranty policy because I had I made a mistake and broke my tether bow hanger and it was like I sent you a message on Instagram and it was like right away you're like yeah man we'll get it sent out to you and I had it back in three days that was a hundred percent my fault just had that I was moving it around the tether and it got caught on a piece of bark and I had a terrible morning already trying to get set up and I was like frustrated. <laughs> And I just pulled on a little bit too hard and it snapped. And I was like, oh my God. And we had just talked about on that year gadget episode, someone asked about like the durability of it. And I was like, I'm not really worried about it. I'm just hanging my bow on it. And then boom, it breaks on me. But that was a thousand percent user error. I'm sure there's a, you probably have a lot of people maybe misusing products and mm -hmm. breaking them. Good on you for standing behind what you have going on there. Yeah. Is there anything you're working on right now that you're really excited about that you can talk about? I, I would say new products. There's a few that are in the pipeline that they're not super, they're not done completely yet. And I think the biggest thing for us is we're trying to find alternative uh, ways to make the products that we are making to either build up like the ability to make more faster, may cost us more, but be able to keep our inventory up. So that's one thing that guys will notice when they go to our site is we have a hard time keeping up with orders. So inventory may be a little low. So really it's finding ways to pivot and find alternative manufacturing ways to make things. So we're exploring, we're redesigning like the stick stack stow clips we didn't really talk about, but I make a clip that basically can lock one inch tubing style sticks together. So like lone wolf custom or lone wolf sticks, Novik sticks, whatever you want to call them, those two style sticks. And then the B sticks and the Timber Ninjas. A lot of guys run like APIs or Money Pros, Eastern Woods Outdoors. There's so many different tubing style sticks out there. And guys are always asking, hey, can you make one for this? Can you make one for this? And I'm like, I can, but it's hard to keep that much inventory because I have different variations of sticks. And then you have, is it style strip? Is it not? So we have a redesigned clip coming. It's not even a clip. It's actually like a sliding piece that locks the two sticks together or three or four, how many you want to climb with that we're, we've been testing it for four or five months now. And this is going to be a really exciting one because it'll work for any tubing style stick. Doesn't matter what you're running. So we're pretty excited about that one. And other than that, we're, we got constantly, we're ideas that we're working on. The best part about the business model we have with 3D printing is you dream it up, you think it through, and then you, you design it, you print it and yeah. then you can move forward. If it works, so. if not, you Try something else. Yeah, we don't, that's a cool thing. You look at like other companies that have to do like a cast platform a, or a cast tree stand or if they're going to injection mold something or water jet cut something, there's a lot of capital that's invested into that. There's a lot of time, money, like it, it just adds up with 3D printing. The main cost is my time that I spend working on stuff. So I can think about, hey, I should try to, design something that will do this or that print and design it up takes me I don't know, two three hours and then print it and an hour later i have this working part that i can test and play around with yeah it's fun but i don't want to spill too many <laughs> things coming up in the future because that's one thing i found is there's more and more companies popping up left and right and so i don't want to feed ideas to other guys sure yeah i was going to ask um what what kind of 
shortcomings or what kind of struggles have you faced with the the barrier to entry isn't that great compared to like you said like a tree stand company or a saddle company or someone that has to invest a ton of capital to get this started have you seen anything like that kind of negatively affecting or so from starting up the company like how much money i had to invest into it was very minimal i already had a 3d printer already had the ability to design stuff up with software and uh, computer and whatnot so had the skill set yeah like i said we were dave ramsey people so i was like just trying to find a way to make extra income without going into debt more and we didn't actually occur any debt or have to go into debt for this venture i would say the the biggest thing i would say that I found as the most challenging thing is navigating the customer side of things and making sure you're able to meet the customer. I wouldn't say demands, but the expectations is probably a better thing. Just keeping up with them. There's so many ways to communicate these days. So it's hard to keep up on emails and Facebook and Instagram and our messaging on our website and whatnot. So that was, that's probably the hardest thing to be honest with you. Yeah. Dealing with, dealing with customers isn't always the easiest process, but your customers are why we're here today. I want to real quickly talk a little bit about your personal setup, what you're using, like from the whole gamut, from your saddle, your sticks, everything that you're using. I want to run down your system to hear. I'm curious to hear what a guy with such an analytical mindset, what you're actually taking with you in the tree because it's always my goal to be as efficient as possible with my setup and i feel like you are probably the king of having an efficient setup so i'm curious to hear what you're so this year's been a mess like we've been talking about on instagram like my november's been shot i broke my bow on the yes. first trip oh. out and then was out with covid for two weeks and i it hit me hard so i I didn't have the energy to hunt. So that was a, wasn't like you're, oh, I'm sick for two days and can enjoy the, the rest of the time off. But my, so my setup that has been, I've been running the Predator platform and the B sticks. And for a saddle, I've been running two different saddles primarily. The first one for early season, I've been running the Transformer saddle, the two panel saddle by a guy named Jamie Klein by Overwatch Outdoors, I think is, yeah, Overwatch Outdoors. And then when it got got into all day sets, I would pull out a saddle called the the Dre by Dryad Saddles. Dane, I can't remember his last name, Wayman, Wyman, something like that. So that's the saddles I've been running. I really like them. I love two panel saddles. I'm just I just gravitate more towards those. And and the Dre is just a beast of its own, like a hammock style saddle. It's super comfortable. Sticks and platform. The reason why I chose Predator platform is if it ain't broke, don't fix it, don't change it. The platform is super easy to set up. It's rock solid on the tree. It's the lightest platform that's an actual platform style rather than a bolt on like stick platform. So you can change your angle and stuff. Plenty of room on there. It's super compact. I mean, I, I don't know how you can't like this, the darn thing. It's like the staple of platforms for saddle hunting. I feel like pretty much you go all based off of that and then you evaluate platforms you use it as the gold standard. I don't know. That, so that's what I found with playing around with different platforms the sticks i've the b sticks i've tried so many different climbing methods like i've used the wild edge steps the one with customer doubles literally everything I, I gravitate more towards double steps and i the reason for that is just when you get i climb with eighters so when i get to the top of my stick i want to sit there comfortably instead of trying to balance and feel like you know where i'm one side high and i'm balancing on that one foot or 
sneaking my toe for my other foot on the, the stand up so I can have that. I've tried single step sticks. I just can't get used to them. I, I get it. I understand the concept, but that's, yeah. So the B sticks have been my go-to. They don't pat down great, which I don't really, that's one thing I struggled with, but it, that's the one thing that, that's my shortcomings with that stick is like the packability is not there, but it bites. It's a double step that has plenty of room for me and it's super wide and long. Yeah. So. I, uh, I have a pretty similar experience with climbing sticks and I also am running the B sticks and I had that same battle with the packability is just not there, but the climbability like far outweighs most of the other sticks that I've used. I thought the custom gear doubles were going to be like the ticket because they packed down into almost nothing, but climbing with them just wasn't my favorite thing to do. And uh, I got the B sticks and do you have B stick mules or anything to aid in the packability of this the stick the stick spec soap clips are probably the best thing because then you don't need to have a strap that goes around them i use stick mules like i have stick mules that you can clip onto them and they have built-in verse buttons that you can slide into a product we call versa hangers and hang them from like the backside of like a combat belt or your backpack and i, I do use those when i'm running like the predator pack in the past i've used those but i really only use those for like short hunts uh, mm -hmm. like quick a quick running gun i'm not taking a backpack i'm just gonna throw this on my combat belt and just carry my sticks in my back and then my platform in my hand with my bow so yeah they are what? bulletproof sticks and steps though are sticks yeah you can't really you can't beat them as far as climbability what's your aider setup you're using an aider on every stick no so i found that with the fixed aiders i have a struggle like going up isn't a problem because you can hang your stick, pull your aider out, put your foot in kind of thing. It's easy to do, but going down was a nightmare in the dark or even not even in the dark, it's just trying to reach down with your toe and get it in the aider. And I just felt really sketched out whenever I used aiders. The only ones that I could get used to that were fixed were like the retractable cable aiders from like Timber Ninja. Jason designed those up and those are the only ones that I could feel comfortable with, but it still wasn't, it wasn't perfect for me. So the aider that I use is like a Versa aider that attaches to your foot and has like, the one I use doesn't have Amsteel. I actually had Jamie Klein. He sent me one of his styles where it's webbing folded over. And I like that more just because with the B sticks, the, the Versa button sticks out far enough that I can fit it on there. But then also it stays open at all times. So it's easy, pops off the set and the Versa button very easily, very quickly. So that's my aider system. And sometimes I'll run two of them and just hook it on the bottom step as my mm. first one. And then I, if I, if it's like late season, I don't have a lot of can, I have to get up in the canopy or higher because there is no canopy. I'll, I'll instead of running a four stick, I'll just grab two versators and run it like that. So yeah, that's smart. I'll have to check that. I'll have to check that out. I don't want to hold you too much longer. I know we, we both got to get back to work. I have a couple <laughs> rapid fire questions for you here. I ask everyone that comes on the show the first question i have for you but you don't have to go into like super detailed why i just it's kind of like mm -hmm. at the end of the year i'll take a survey and kind of see what people are doing fixed blade or mechanical broadheads fixed blade but open to the idea of mechanical what is one item one piece of gear outside of the essentials to harvest a deer that you won't hunt without Ooh, won't hunt without 
That's a tough one. I would say a gear hanger for me. Okay. What I'm going to, this is going to be very specific to you. What's the, what's your favorite product you've developed for on, on your Genesis? Probably our strap stager. It stages your cam buckle strap on the tree. So you, you can hang your platform with two hands or your tree stand with two hands. So hmm. it is, it's, I like it just because it's innovative. So one thing I try to do is be as innovative as possible, but it's innovative, but it also makes it safe for you when you're trying to hang something. And it just is a very simple, easy way to do that without having to hang your platform from like a strap or something. And it's funny because like we were talking about, or I mentioned Tony, he posted a, a thing on Instagram saying, hang your platform with this video. And I was like, dude, you got to try this strap stage you're out that will save you. And so I sent him one just to try out. And I was like, trust me, this thing is like, a lifesaver because I've climbed trees that are like split trunk trees and I'm climbing up one trunk and then I want to be in a different trunk and I can just reach over and stage the strap on that tree and hang the platform without having to like hold it up and feel like I'm falling over and whatnot. So yeah, that's, that sounds like something I need to go check out. What is one item that you think should be on every mobile hunters Christmas list this season? I would say I would say some literature, something to learn a little bit more about a trade. Cause, and the reason why I say that is I'm not a big reader, but I feel like we get lost in technology and like the advancement of it and like getting so wrapped up in like with our phones or TVs or whatever, like just a good book that kind of goes into detail about like woodsmanship and stuff like that. Do you have any suggestions? I don't, and that's the funny thing is that I'm not a big reader, but that's something that I've been like really like, for me, I, I know that's something that I need to improve on. And I feel like it's going to uh, not only help me from learning something, but help me get unattached and unplugged in a sense. Yeah, I just I don't have any good suggestions. <laughs> if you haven't read Mapping Trophy Whitetails, that's a good one. All about using topo maps okay. and stuff to got that this year. I haven't finished reading it yet, but it came highly recommended and it is a good read. So Mapping okay. Trophy Whitetails, check that one out. And Last question I have for you is, do you know how much your setup weighs and do you care? I know roughly and no. And all I know is that I want to be comfortable walking into the woods the distance that I'm walking. There was at one point where I strived to learn and get as light as possible, but then I thought about it and I started walking in the woods and I'm like, if I can walk and feel good about it, I'm good with it. Sure. <laughs> I like it. But if anyone has any questions for you or is interested in what you have going on, where can they find you? So you can find us Facebook or Instagram. It's just Genesis 3D printing. I think on Instagram it might be LLC after the printing. You can find us on our website. It's Genesis3dprinting.com. We have a messaging service on there, or you can email through that website, but that's probably the biggest platforms. We have a YouTube channel. Those videos that we drop on there are usually instructional videos on our products because a lot of our products are very unique and innovative that you pretty much need a video to help explain like how to use it in your system and whatnot so that's where you can find us cool i am going to let you get back to work thank you very much for your time and if you can get back out hunting this year i, I hope you feel attacked thanks man i appreciate you having me on